What's up, DigiDestin? This is your host, Cardboard Mimic, and on today's episode of Security Check, we chat with new co-host Tiny to learn about his dive into the Digimon TCG. Let's get into the digital world. Welcome to the podcast, Tiny. Thank you, thank you. So let's just start out with a, a short introduction of yourself. Greetings. You can call me Tani, uh, Chris, he who stands alone, whichever. I've been card gaming on and off probably since middle school. Uh, the only card game I ever played competitively was Magic, but I've dabbled in just about every major card game pre-COVID. So you, you said Magic. Uh... So what are some of the, the standout like history with of TCGs? For me, the first card game that I got to play was Pokemon. Um, I actually learned how to play the Pokemon TCG back in the late 90s, whenever it was still fresh. And the way that I learned how to play the game was through the Game Boy Color Pokemon TCG game. Yes, that game was so good. Because nobody else around me knew how to play, and I wanted to know how to play. So I bought the game thinking that it would teach me how to play, and it did, which was nice. But I never, like, because nobody around me knew how to play the game, I never actually got to play the game in person. I just played the Game Boy game, which was unfortunate, but it is what it is. And then shortly after that, Yu-Gi-Oh! took off. And that was the new hotness for everybody. And I got into Yu-Gi-Oh! And I actually did have people to play there. Because everybody that I knew just about got into Yu-Gi-Oh! So I had people to play with all the time. I played a lot of kitchen table Yu-Gi-Oh! Both correctly and incorrectly. <laughs> there was definitely a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, in this area. There was. There was. And, well, the other thing is that... Yu-Gi-Oh! came at a time where I was actually starting to open up and make friends more because I was a very quiet kid in school, especially in elementary and middle school. It wasn't until high school that I really started talking with people. Um, so I didn't have that many friends prior to high school. I had like, th literally, I had like three. So Yu-Gi-Oh! came at a time where I was starting to be more social. And Yu-Gi-Oh! was like a bridge to talk to people. It was something to talk to people about, to play, to do stuff with people, which was nice. But I never played Yu-Gi-Oh! competitively. It was always something that was for fun. And then what, what turned you from Yu-Gi-Oh! into, uh, I'm assuming what was next was magic. You are correct. You are correct. The magic was the next step. And I got my first tastes of magic around sophomore or junior year of high school. There were there was a couple of classes I was in where several of the guys in those classes played magic, and they would always talk about them whenever we didn't have anything to do in class. So I would get to talking to them about it, asking questions and stuff. And eventually, I went out and got a couple starter decks. Yeah, I really miss the, the magic bandwagon. See, we met your junior year that would have been my freshman year yeah i believe so and that was when we were big on the rp servers which i greatly miss sometimes oh, buddy 
preaching to the choir on that one. <laughs> Those are good days. Like that was D and D. That was my D and D before I started playing D and D. It really was. I mean, that's honestly that's how it felt to me. That, that's definitely what. Like looking back, I'm like, man, that was D and D without D and D, and you actually, you know, you had a lot more freedom. Yeah. Um. So, what about your history with Digimon? Initial history with Digimon was very, very, very short. Whenever the original card game came out, I got the the starter deck, like the very first starter deck. I had that. I don't have it now. I don't remember what happened to it, which is unfortunate because I would like to have it. But I, I got that. Had no idea how to play the game. Never met anybody who knew how to play the game. So it just kind of, you know, sat in a shoebox in my bedroom for forever. As far as Digimon the series, I have been a Digimon fan since day one. Started watching Adventure and then Adventure 02, Tamers, Frontier. Haven't watched Savers or anything after that. I guess I... I guess I kind of grew out of it or didn't have time for it at the time. I think Savers came out either right before I was headed to college or while I was in college. See, I don't remember Saver. Like, that's about when I broke away from it because after Frontier, I was I, I don't remember anything coming out from there. All I know is that Savers was the next one after Frontier and I haven't watched any of Savers. The the most, like, the, the new card game, the one that started back up in late 2019, early 2020, I got into it just a few months ago thanks to Mikey uh, talking about it and roping me into other card game chats. And I bought the Gallantmon starter deck, bought a few extra pieces, put it together, and here we are. Yeah, I love that you're like the newest in the party, but you have been to more events than me for sure. Like just going to locals every week. That's way more than I've done. I've been to locals maybe like four times, sadly. Wow. I'm surprised. I can understand that though. Uh, but I mean, me and Jordan have got together and played some and then getting together with Maki, all of us playing. That's like the gist of what I've played, but I, I just love the. I, there's so much about the card game that the play style and stuff that I love. I agree. The thing that really got me hooked on the card game overall was the way that the memory mechanic works. I don't think I've played any other card game that has a back and forth like that. And it feels really interactive without slowing down your turns. That That's definitely the same here. Because I get to decide, oh, this is how much I'm giving, this is what I'm giving you. It's, it, it's, it's very interesting because you can essentially shoot yourself in the foot. Like you can give your opponent a certain amount of memory, but then if you give them one more like if you give them one too many it's just enough for them to get more value out of their resources than you got out of yours and it happens all the time especially against control decks 
Yeah, whenever we first started playing, uh, there was a lot of the Mega Zoo and Rookie Rush just everywhere. It was just the start of the game was very rocky, and then COVID hit and made it even more rocky. That's something I should I should actually touch on is that the point that I joined the game, my first event that I went to, the first literally the first time I ever played the game was at the BT8 pre-release. So I don't have any of the experience that you guys do with the initial startup of the game where everything was just crazy. The only the only meta that I have known is the OTK meta. And this is the like this is me jumping back in cuz I started at the very beginning, like we were buying the first booster box, uh, and then the second one, and then I, I faded out at EX one, and now I've like jumped back in, head first. I think you picked a good time to come back though, because those sets that you missed are super cheap right now, and you know obviously the new sets are always going to be the new hotness. Yeah, the back to the Digimon history. Uh, Who's your favorite Digimon? What out of all of them? It's got to be Justamon. I'm um, I'm a real big Common Rider fan, and Justamon is heavily, heavily Common Rider inspired. So definitely scratches that. That yeah. he he definitely takes all the right boxes for me. Uh, close second is Starmon. And honestly, I couldn't tell you why I like Starmon so much. I just do. Uh, Mikey posted the those old cards that he said today, and I remember having like the older cards, and that Stormon was definitely one that I was like, "Man, this is a cool card." Just the way he's like jumping into action. He's just a, a big white star with eyes, gloves, and boots. But every time you see him, he looks like he's ready to throw hands. Exactly. Like you know, he's not playing around. With TCGs, with all of your experience in TCGs, what what's your typical playstyle? Usually, I'll go for something um, mid range because so when I played Pokemon, I used a deck that was designed to attack the opponent's bench and knock out the Pokemon that were not on the front line. And then when I play Magic, the deck that I played competitively was a White Weenie deck. It was during the Zendikar block, whenever Zendikar was at its peak. It was a, a core equipment deck. I don't know if you know what that is. But I used that deck, and Core Armament, Armament Master was such an incredible card. For every piece of equipment you put on it, it gives all of your other core plus two plus two. So, and all of your core, except for the Armament Master and one of your Mana Ramp core, uh, Cartographer, I think it was, were really cheap. So it was easy to go wide, and then you just have your Armament Master there at the front line, leading all the other troops into battle. It was really, really effective, and I actually won several FNMs with that deck. I won FNMs at Cosmic Oasis whenever Cosmic Oasis was around in Richmond because I was I was at college I was in college at the time up in Berea and we went up to Richmond to play at Cosmic Oasis and at Cosmic Oasis on a Friday night 
60 to 70 people. Holy crap. So these were, these were big tournaments. I played a white deck competitively, but my favorite colors in Magic are actually blue and red, which is mostly the spell-slinging archetype, which again is, you know, it fills that same role as attacking the bench in Pokemon. You're, you're aiming for the back line. You mentioned the, the Magic colors. What colors have you noticed yourself leaning towards with uh, Digimon? So far, red and black. I I picked Gallimon initially because Gallimon is another Digimon that I really like. I had no idea how the deck played whenever I first picked it up. I was just like, hey, it's Gallimon. That's cool. And turns out that satisfies the the red, the like for red from Magic that I had. It's basically the same thing. You know, you, you go face and you got a lot of targeted removal. And then black... I find myself enjoying the way that Machine Dramon plays. I like the versatility that Machine Dramon has. And also, Justamon is in black. So naturally, I have to go black because my boy's there. But I haven't, I haven't played any of the other colors very much. So I don't have a lot of knowledge of how they go. Well, that kind of leads into the next one. What color would you stay away from? Which one, which, based on what you've seen, at least playing against us... Which one do you feel the least uh, familiar and I don't really want to play that? I would say probably yellow. And the reason is not because I dislike yellow. Most of, most of the cards and characters in yellow I actually like quite a bit. But having played against several yellow decks, it just feels bad. To get minus DP'd into the ground repeatedly, like every turn. Like, I was playing a little bit when Sean Greymon was at the top. I was just like, man, I'll just get all this stuff out, and then it... Yeah, and the thing is, they have so much DP reduction, it's not hard for them to delete your level 6s, or even your level 7s in most cases. Especially with stuff like Rise Gray X and Sunrise Buster, I mean, it's cake. They can beat your level 7 with a level 5 if they have Rise Gray X and enough Tamers on board. Now, I do like, I, I gotta say, I do like the, the security part of yellow. Like, the regaining security. It's like putting up more shields. No, I, I'm not saying I dislike yellow at all. I do. I, I do like yellow. I like the mechanics that are at play, and I, I like the characters. But it feels bad to play against. Right. Alphamon also feels bad to play against, but that's for entirely different reasons. Yeah, that's and those those are specific to Alphamon. Those are not necessarily black. Black is still I feel like black is still trying to find its place. Like all these decks have their core mechanics and black kinda still hasn't figured it out. Black is just like blockers. It, it it's blockers and then you've got a couple D Digivolves and Diabormon, and like it's just it needs to narrow down into kind of its thing find something that it's good at that none of the other colors are doing exactly because even though black has more blockers than any other color every color has blockers of some kind yeah and dj evolution i think is primarily black but I think there are cards in other colors that also have DD Evolution too. So right now, black doesn't have anything. It doesn't have DP-based deletion like red. 
It doesn't have DP minus like yellow. It doesn't have uh, return to hand like blue. It doesn't deal with the trash like purple. What does green have? Uh, green absorption. Suspend and unsuspend. There's yeah, a lot of, and there's like a lot suspending of and stunning. Oh yeah, stunning. You mean making it so they can't unsuspend? Yeah, like not being able to unsend and the the big one was uh Digisorption whenever it came out. It's it kind of gave it more ramp for green. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I actually opened a couple of packs of BT7 today. That was my winnings. And uh one of the cards I got out of it was uh all cart rose bond and it had Digisorption. Jordan was playing Argum on there for a little bit and that one was really interesting. But I played I played a lot of the Druid on Hearthstone. Ramping mana. You got a feel for those pretty good then? Uh, for a little bit. But it's just... Here, let me uh, pay three memory for going from level three all the way to six. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Especially that early into the game. Like, now it's not as crazy. Like, you got... Agu Bond and stuff like that. You got the warp Digivolve with Geomon. But whenever that first came out, it was crazy. So you said you're playing the uh, Gallantmon deck. And yep. it, it started out as a starter and you've progressively built into it and made it stronger. I love seeing your posts in the Discord about the in-depth thought that you put into your deck building. Um... I know I know Gallantmon is not a top tier deck, but I do feel like in most matchups it at least has a chance to win. The only matchup I've encountered so far that it seems like it's just an auto lose is against Alphamon. Because you you lose a lot of your momentum and you get no value out of the majority of your effects if you can't delete something. And Alphamon is one of those decks that they can get by with sitting and raising until they hit level six and then just pushing up and blowing you up in one turn. And they don't they don't lose anything for doing that. They might play a searcher here and there, like a rookie searcher here and there, but you're not going to get enough momentum off of that to make up for the fact that, you know, turn three, turn four, you're dead. That's why I keep bouncing back into Sakuyamon. Like that negative three security when it comes out of raising, but you have to perfectly time that play. Is that a blanket effect or is that a wind did you bowing effect? Um, let me double check. I think it's a blanket. Like when it when it comes into play, on play, but let me double check. Oh, it's a blanket effect when an opponent's Digimon moves from the breeding area to the battle area, it gains security attack minus three. Dang. That's pretty juicy. I keep going back to that and uh, Bahumon just hanging out on the field together. So uh, what what other decks are you currently building or playing around with? Like, which one? If you don't take Gallantmon to locals, which one's the next one you're going to be taking? It will be Gaiomon. Gaiomon, Black Horkarimon, Samujamon, whatever you want to call it. Um, with a red base. I have almost all of the cards already. I'm waiting on a few to come in the mail. And I had some trouble with my mailbox recently because um, 
the post office decided that they don't want to deliver mail to my house. So I have to get a mailbox put in, you know, down next to the sidewalk, which I'm fine with. I just want my mail. Right. But it, it, it has caused a delay in some of the pieces for Gaumon coming. Otherwise, I would have already had Gaumon built and I would have used it at locals today. Well, hopefully everything gets in soon because I can't wait to hear how that does for you. I'm excited to take it for a spin. And of course, I still have my jank Justamon Machine Dramon mishmash deck. That's one you need to take and play. The, see, the last time I went to Corbin, man, what was the re release on that? BT7, maybe? I don't remember. I took my black and, well, red and black uh, Tyranomon, and I had just the, I had the only black that I had in there was the uh, black Agumon with blocker and the uh, dark Tyranomon with blocker. And I'll just get free Dark Tyranomons on board with Taiga. Because Agumon would Digivolve for free into the Dark Tyranomon. And I've just got a Dark Tyranomon sitting there hanging out. While you got jamming. Just jamming down their throat. And there was one game. I, I don't remember the guy's name. But he was playing Agumon. And after playing against him. I hadn't looked at Ta. Uh, whenever Agumon came out and seeing the Agumon moving out of raising getting you draws that was the big thing that was killing that deck was no draw power the big thing that was killing the Tyranimon deck or the, the Ta deck the, the Tyranimon like I couldn't draw into stuff fast enough everybody's like playing all this stuff and when you only have going from rookie to champion you don't get a whole lot of draws so you have to you have to piece it together quick or you're done for it makes sense so the, the tie that let you draw for pushing out of raising is what you use to patch up your draw? Yep. I, I took and changed all of the rookies to Agumons. That way I could play them out, just digivolve into rookie in raising, and then promote it and get that draw in the memory. And then just splashed in the two uh, Agumons just as a, oh, hey, here's this moment that I need push for game i like that 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 feels in in spirit that feels very similar to the reason that i slapped machine Dramon into that justamon deck that i have it's always that look of the draw you'll never forget it from Yu-Gi-Oh. it's the heart of the cards man i'm convinced there is no heart of the cards in Yu-Gi-Oh anymore dude no, it's <laughs> like it's it's hard of the hand trap and and that's another thing about Digimon that I love so far is you don't have to pick up your deck and shuffle every time you do anything. And uh, the fact that when it's your opponent's turn, unless they have a blanket effect or have done something to one of your cards, they just watch. There is no interaction. You get to do your turn. I agree. I think that's the reason that Digimon games are, they feel so much faster. Uh, hold on, somebody's knocking on my door. So, interesting thing just happened. Um, neighbor across the street just brought me a package. Apparently, apparently some of my mail, which was cards, had been delivered to his house. Man, if he was 
like one day earlier. It's ten o'clock on a Sunday night. <laughs> well, no, I, I had multiple different orders to to fill out the the Gaiman deck, so this this would not have saved me from that. This was actually just a playset of a Goonimon. Hey, that I mean that's something. Gotta have that hybrid for game. Yeah, as I was about to say, you can you can never downplay the value of hybrid for game. I love I love the the green Terranimon deck that I'm working on because it's green ranger, and then you just morph and time swing for game. <laughs> is uh, Beetlemon the only green hybrid, or is there another one? You got Beetlemon. Uh... Arbormon? Yeah. Okay. You got Arbor Arbormon and Petaldromon. Trying to find Arbormon here. He's not super strong, but hybrid for game just Yeah, the the utility of hybrid for game is way too powerful, even though he himself doesn't have a whole lot. The Agunimon is the same way. I mean he's got five K DP, but he doesn't have any abilities other than the ability to put him on top of a tamer. Yeah. Which it seems like most of the decks that I've like started looking at recently are taking that tamer into a hybrid for uh, over rookies. Like some decks I've seen doesn't even have rookies in it. It's just tamers and then you go into your hybrids and fire off from there. Certain colors definitely get a lot more benefit out of that than others. Like yellow, yellow hybrid, obviously the yellow tamers are all incredibly good, especially the ones that they actually put in the deck. The TKs, the Ty and Sora is super good. Um, some decks even use the BT8 Kari, which is pretty good. Uh, I don't remember the others. I don't remember what other tamers that they run, but I know I know there's there's a bunch, and they're all really good. And then with blue, it's the same same thing. Blue has Davis, which is an incredible memory tamer and searcher built into one. You couldn't ask for a better tamer, really. Yeah, some of them's like, especially with the blue and green. So we kind of already touched on it, but so. At this point, how do you feel about the direction of the game compared to the other TCGs that you played? Like, do you, do you feel like Digimon's heading in the right direction? That's a tough question to answer. Because, like I said, there's still a whole lot about Digimon that I don't know. There's a whole lot of the game that I haven't played. But from what I've seen so far and what I have played, I do think that Digimon is moving in a good direction overall. Obviously, it's not perfect. There's definitely a couple of blips that they could have done without. And I think there are a couple of blips coming up that they could do without. And everybody everybody knows it. Everybody knows that Crossheart is going to be a huge pain. Because it's going to go from a variety of decks that all focus on OTK to mostly one deck. In one playstyle, and that's what you're gonna have to deal with. Yeah, because Crossheart is so popular over in the East, and I have a feeling that as good as it is, as much as it's topping, it's gonna be super popular over here for the same reasons. Whenever it finally comes out, yeah, America's got its way of uh, Americanizing 
decks though so don't be surprised if something comes out that's straight beat faced don't even just go <laughs> that does seem to be the way of things as soon as otk strategies became valid everybody was like time to go face yep every time it never fails it happened you guys the same way like just as soon as it's her beat face that's how it goes so with BT, have you looked into BT10 at all? Anything interesting in BT10 that you're excited for? I know everybody's excited for BT11. Like, everybody. I don't remember what came in BT10 specifically. I do remember there's extra ex-antibody stuff coming in BT11. At least I think it was BT11. So that's going to be pretty good. Um, specifically with EX3... There's some additional Gallantmon support that's coming. So definitely hot for that. It's gonna make his level his level sevens easier to get, and it's gonna make it easier to get level, to get Takato on the board. Like the the purple red Growlmon and purple red uh War Growlmon. The Growlmon makes it so that you can get your security attack plus one without using your level five, and then the new War Growlmon makes it so that you can play a Takato for free. And both of them have effects that cause both players to trash the top two cards of their deck. The more cards that are in trash, the more powerful Crimson Modes uh, when attacking effect becomes. So a lot more synergy in the deck and a lot more tempo in the deck because you're able to play Takato for free, which is a huge deal because that deck just crumbles without Takato. I might have to look into these uh, for Chaos Gallant. The, these are these are coming in EX3, so... I've got to get this Chaos Gallant. I want to have a, a Gallant versus Chaos Gallant battle, because I know it'll Showdown. be cool. Yeah, it'll be nice. Right now, Chaos Gallant's a little bit slow. Like, it... He doesn't really have anything by himself. He's more of a splash-in with other cards. He doesn't have enough oomph to carry a deck. Right. He, he's got to have that. Well, this is what I can do to help out, but you're the boss. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So for for the podcast, uh, what do you think that you're, what type of content are you going to be able to bring? I know you've got the, the new guy coming in content, but what other kind of content uh, do you think you're going to be able to provide? I, I'm excited for your deck building uh help because <laughs> I, I love seeing i like i just love seeing all the detail that you put into it and i'm just like this this man knows what he's doing well i'm glad that you think so because sometimes i don't feel that way <laughs> uh other other than super focused deck building the the two main things that I think I can bring to the table is the first one is anytime that there's a, a debate or um, anytime somebody's presenting an idea, it's a habit of mine to always cross analyze everything and play devil's advocate just to kind of push what they're trying to say to the extreme or find any holes in it. Not because I want to destroy their argument, but because you know, if they're if they're really into this, if they really want to go all the way with it, then I want to make sure they know what they're getting into, and also want to help them fine tune it so that 
they can make it the best it can be, especially whenever it comes to stuff like deck building. Oh yeah, you you play the devil's advocate to strengthen their build. Yeah, that that's that's my goal. Because we're all here to have fun. We're all here to have a good time. And then as far as my personal deck building, at some point, if it is even possible in Digimon, I want to make some kind of a deck that creates chaos. Because when it comes to magic, uh, I don't have the deck built currently, but a commander deck that I've wanted to build for a really long time was a red-blue chaos deck where you're just creating a whole bunch of blanket effects across the board that anytime somebody does something, it will duplicate it, or you'll have a card that will let you redirect it in exchange for giving that person something. Um, something something to change the flow of the game just by way of it existing. Yeah, like, I, I love those kinds of decks. Like, um, I remember in Yu-Gi-Oh, the cards that would flip your deck upside down so everybody could see what you're drawing next. That's the kind of that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. The the stuff that does really janky mechanics that no other deck does, just for fun. Yep. I love that we have the same ideas set. Whenever it comes to some fun decks, like it's not just go in and go face and all this. You you got to play. You're playing a game. You got to play with everything. Exactly. At the at the end of the day, unless you're trying to, you know, go to regionals or go to nationals, the game is not just about winning. Winning is always nice, but the main goal for me, even going to these locals with Gallimon, the goal was never to win. If I wanted to win, I wouldn't have built Gallimon because I know Gallimon's not the best. He's good. He's good enough that he can win, but I don't think that I'm an experienced experienced enough player at Digimon right now to be able to win a local where you've got people who have been to regionals before and they're running top tier decks like Melga X and Alpha Mon. I just, I don't think that I could do that. Yeah, like anytime that I went to Yu-Gi-Oh! regionals and stuff, and when we went to Pokemon regionals uh, during Sun and Moon, I took uh, Zorark... Uh, Solgaleo, like I, off the wall, just I, I can't, I can't play what everybody else is playing. I could, but I didn't want to because I didn't, first off, I didn't want to go into the mirror matches because I knew that the people who were playing, who were playing against me would, they would have the upper hand because they have more experience, they would know how the mirror matches go. And I wouldn't. At this point, anyway, I wouldn't. And then the other thing is that at the time, whenever I first got into the game with the Gallantmon deck, I was kind of just getting my feet wet, because putting the Gallantmon deck together was not that expensive. You buy two starter decks, and then uh, a couple of boxes of BT9 gave me enough of the X antibody cards that I was able to completely fill it out. The only thing I was missing after that was the crimson modes. I managed to get one of those out of a couple of boxes of EX2. Um and then I got the other one trading from Maki, which was nice, but that that came much later. Before that, 
I just had the one crimson mode in the deck and I went and broke even with one crimson mode and without the uh which hammer was it? I initially only had one hero. And I don't remember what other tamer I used for memory tamer, but I originally only had one hero. And so I had to go and use another tamer until I got more. And I was still able to break even, which I thought was pretty good. For most of the most of the times that I've been to locals, I've went, you know, two and two. So I find that to be a good outcome. Yeah. But I mean going in with a budget even like the two starter decks, just going in with two starter decks and being able to not just get completely destroyed every game you play. Yeah, it, it feels good. I mean, like I said, I didn't, I didn't feel like there were any matchups where it was just an automatic loss except for Alphamon. And I only figured that out after I had played Alphamon like five times and every time just gotten absolutely rinsed. And I, I really don't know what I could have done different, especially after the first two games, I realized that I needed to put as much pressure on early as I could. So I would push up anytime I was going to go into my level five, I would push up and try to swing in and at least get a couple of security checks to put pressure on them. But even then, immediately after that, they would push up and just run me over. It'll be nice whenever, well, I say it'll be nice. I don't get to go play as often, but it'll be nice for you to be able to play and not just get completely run over by that one one deck that you just see and you're just like, I, I give up. I mean, you go try, but most of the time. There's, there, there is always that chance that they could super hard brick, but... As much consistency as as in in that deck, I don't think that they would brick that hard. They might they might brick for a couple of turns, but unless I'm able to pop off and perfectly get everything in play, it's not gonna matter. Yeah, the the draw power of X antibodies crazy to me too. Like I, I've been considering Agumon X for Tyranimon just for that extra. Oh, here's an extra draw for free. Are there any cards in your Tyranimon deck that the X antibody could pull for you? Because it has an on Digivol or when Digivolving on play effect that lets you search, but I think it searches for Greymon pieces. Yeah. Which, I mean, if I went into the Greymon, I would put the security Greymon in from the structure. Yeah. Like I was thinking about that too, but then I was like, well. That's the only card that he'd be able to pull. There is no other X antibodies other than uh, the Agumon. Don't run Omnimon, and the only Greymon that I would even consider, because it's not Tyranimon beaten face, would be the security. Which would be nice for Master Tyranimon, too. It may take a little bit of time, but I think you will eventually see a, a Tyrannomon X line because I'm pretty sure Tyrannomon is one of the Digimon that has X anybody. I feel like they're trying to flush out Tyrannomon first and then they'll end up swerving back into it. They're trying to figure out what they want Tyrannomon to do differently from other dinosaur archetypes. Yeah. I'm still upset that they didn't make a Metal Seedramon 
for um is it bt10 or bt11 it was one of them whichever one had all of the the sagermon support and then instead of putting metal sagermon in there they put placium on as the capstone makes me so sad because i I like i like sagermon as a whole and putting placium on in there is such a disappointment not not that i dislike placium on but if it's going to be the sagermon archetype why wouldn't you have a metal sagermon at the pinnacle or a Giga Cedramon, even. Yeah, I don't. There's a lot of times that I just don't understand the direction that they went. Like they just they build up all the top to one thing, and then they just like, okay, sorry. Now there was a metal Cedramon, or isn't there one that was purple, or a Cedramon that was purple? It's a War Waru Cedramon. Is, uh, I think he's blue and purple. And he has this essentially uh, an on-brand effect for the Cedramon line. He just also branches into purple. I was thinking of this one from BT2. But it's an on-play effect. Can't be blocked by Digimon with no Digivolution cards. And on-play return up to two of your opponents level four or lower. One of those that's going to get lost in the sea of uh, better cards that came out. Sadly, yeah. it is unfortunate. Yeah. Until that one card comes out that somebody looks back on these and they're like, "Holy crap! This card can do this into this into this." I want to try to get time to do a BT10 set review uh, with everybody, kind of looking at the cards that we're interested in, if there's anything in it, or it'll just turn into a, who cares about BT-10, where's EX-3, and... BT-11. <laughs> there's a BT-10 coming out, what is that? BT-10, that's just a speed bump on the way to BT-11. Yep. We're just patiently waiting. I've got a deck built that I'm just waiting until this set comes out, and it's not even out in Japan yet. They're still releasing cards that's coming out in the set. <laughs> Which their artwork is getting way more way more beautiful. Yeah, the the alt arts that they've been releasing the last couple of days for BT eleven have all looked gorgeous. Do you have Twitter are you on Twitter, Instagram, anything, anyone to get in touch with you if anybody does? Have a deck question for the man who can build decks better than anybody I know <laughs> I wouldn't go that far but I appreciate it uh, I do have a Twitter um, it is he who stands 76 it's at he who stands 76 for whatever reason I couldn't put the whole name in there he who stands alone so I just settled for that and then a number. All right. Well, if anybody needs help building a deck or have their deck analyzed, this is the man to get in touch with because he will break it down. I try. All right, Tony, thank you so much. I can't wait. Again, cannot wait for our first, all four of us in the same room. Top deal. It'll be nice. 
thank you for having me. I think uh, you did a very good job with the interview. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you for listening to the Security Check Digimon TCG podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and if you did, please consider following on your preferred podcast app. Stay digital.